Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope you had a successful weekend on the punt if you had a play in the gallops or the dogs or the harness racing right around Australia. We had a busy weekend for harness racing. It was Ballarat Cup weekend taken out by copy that. We had good racing out of Menanga. We'll talk to Amanda Turnbull about that shortly. And a very busy weekend starter on Friday. We had three meetings around New South Wales, including the big meeting of the year at Tamworth. It was the Golden Guitar final night there, taken out by Surf Ace, the Queenslander. So we're going to try and get hold of Brendan Barnes this morning. He drove two winners from Queensland at the Golden Guitar meeting, both trained by Graham Dwyer. So not often we have the Queensland raids to the more country-type tracks in New South Wales, but that was the case over the weekend. So Brendan will be joining us shortly to talk about Surf Ace winning what's a pretty strong Golden Guitar final. Also some movement in the open class ranks. We've had a few horses stand up through the last couple of weeks of open class racing. A few horses disappointed over the weekend coming out of Ballarat. We'll try and get hold of Cam Hart if we can today to find out what he made of the Ballarat Cup. Also talk to Luke McCarthy about who goes where from he and Belinda's stable. But Brendan Barnes is a new voice for us here on Sky Sport Radio, based in Queensland, or he's making a good name for himself. Good morning, Brendan. Thank you for joining us, mate. No, no worries. Good morning to you. You made a bit of a trip south of the border to Tamworth. I know you'd been there before, but this is pretty successful. You've been Graham Dwyer, so not names we know a lot in New South Wales, names obviously with a lot more success next to them in Queensland came south of the border, and you managed to take out the Golden Guitar with Surf Ace. That must have been a pretty big thrill, because it's one of those races that Brendan has a big type of a name, even though it's not a massive stake, and it was actually a very good field on Friday night. Yeah, it was. It's sort of, it's, it's one of those races. It's, it's on a lot of people's radars, and, and Graham sort of, he's taken a team down there probably for the last few carnivals and, and tried to win it. So yeah, it was really good to get the job done for him. Pretty busy type of race, and, and you were playing the patient game with Surf Ace. He actually won like a pretty good horse, when you consider one for the roadie uh, is also a good horse, the horse who finished in second. Uh, it must be a tricky track to drive um, at Tamworth, because it looks like a race where you've almost got to drive them ugly sometimes to look good. That wasn't the case for you in this race. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's very, very keen and willing around Tamworth, you know, there. It's no place for the faint-hearted, and and as we've seen there on, on uh, when was it Friday night? There's um yeah plenty of plenty of speed and plenty of moves, and um yeah we were just sort of thankfully that um we didn't have to do too much work, and we just probably had the best horse in the race at the time. Is he a type of horse we think's going to turn up? You know, he's a five-year-old now; he's no baby, and he's been round a few times. Is he the type of horse who's going to turn up and be able to be? successful on a Saturday night, whether it be at Albion Park or whether he comes south of the border again, because he's had a lot of starts and he's only had 13 wins, but he actually looks to be racing better than ever. And you know, he's a 152 horse. Yeah, his last four starts, he's really, really come on strong. He sort of, his last win before he headed south to Tamworth, he, um, 
he led and went 152 and won really well. And then obviously he just got beat in the Gold Nugget at Tamworth and then he obviously won the heat in the final of the Golden Guitar. So his last four runs, he's really come on and, and he just sort of keeps improving every week and he's quite versatile. You know, he just he went 52 at Albion Park in front and, and his, sort of his last three runs have been really good coming from off the pace. So I think he's going to just keep improving and, and he'll be a nice horse, I think. Brendan, we'll talk about your career in a second because obviously uh, things are going great for you. But Graham DeWire is not a, a guy we see a lot in New South Wales. As you said, he's come down to Tamworth a couple of times. How many horses would a guy like him have in work and um, what, sort of, what sort of horses has he got around him? Yeah, he's, um, he's normally probably got around the 30, 35 mark. You know? he's, um, he's one of those guys, he he's, doesn't have any superstars, but he does a brilliant job with them and they... They all race up and they all turn up and race consistently week in, week out. And sort of what you see is what you get. You know, he's pretty basic, but um, and he doesn't say a lot. He lets his horses do the talking for him. Mate, your career's going super. Obviously, we see you via the Trot Stars and, and all the good promotions they have up in Queensland. You're up to close to 800 career wins. You've got your Group 1 already. Where do you see your career going? Because it's quite an exciting time in Queensland. There's some good things happening in an inter-dominion this year. Um, was there a situation where you see yourself moving? Is the interstate things in play? Or even, as many people these days talk about, North America. What does the next five years hold for Brendan Barnes? It's, sort of, it's probably a bit of a tricky one. Obviously, yeah, it's really exciting what's to come sort of up here over the next couple of years. Yeah, we've got the Inner, inner Dominion and our, and our Winter Carnival sort of getting wider and wider and a lot more people and a lot of better horses are coming. But... Um, so that's sort of something to look forward to. I've, I've done the, the New South Wales stint when I was a bit younger. I spent two years in Sydney, so that was good. I've, I've actually been offered a job um, with Irv Miller in the States if I was to go down that avenue. So, But at the moment, we're just, just trying to drive winners and, and just playing it by ear. Tell us more about the States offer. Is it a case that you'd be parking up in Philadelphia or New Jersey and just trying to work on your craft there? Uh, so the plan would be to probably head more west and go somewhere like Indiana and, and do sort of a bit of driving for the, the stable up around that region. Pretty exciting opportunity. It must be something to think about. I, I don't know, Brendan, are you, are you a married man? Do you have kids? Would moving be a big stress for you or would you pack up a couple of suitcases and jump on a plane? Yeah, not not as simple as um, packing up some suitcases. Yeah, got, got a couple of things to sort out, but um, it's just sort of one of those things. Logistically, it's probably hard. Visas are hard. So we just um, just got to work around all that, you know. Visas are—it's it, sort of not even a guarantee. You may not even get one. So it's sort of one of those things that the offers there and the opportunities there. It's just a matter of if, if it's possible logistically and and with the visas and all that sort of thing. Tell us about Queensland harness racing because um, there seem to be some really cool things going on up there. And about five years ago, I, I was worried for a young guy like you because it it felt it had almost stagnated. And they've invested money into new television coverage. And they've had some really cool promotions. Sky seems to be behind them. And, Brendan, it feels to me like this winter carnival seems to have reinvigorated everybody a bit. Yeah, definitely. As you know, we've, we've sort of probably sat at the bottom of the table for a lot of years amongst other states. But um, you sort of look at it now that I think it's Queensland Racing's getting a lot more known and our, our money's as good as anywhere is. I think that sort of goes quite unnoticed our prize money's really good we um yeah we, we race nearly every day and we've got a pretty jam-packed schedule but um yeah the, the team at racing queensland and obviously both clubs the albion park and redcliffe harness racing club have 
have done wonderful things over the last couple of years and um, it just seems to be moving ahead in leaps and bounds. Albion Park, obviously, is is going to disappear. Uh, it's, it's an air of sadness about that, Brendan. Have a guy like yourself, who could be invested in this for quite some time, have you had much to do with this relocation project, the new track? Do you know much about it? Has the communication been good? And in fact, are they moving it to a good place? What do you make of the future of Queensland Harness Racing? They, they actually, they kept under lids for a long time about the location and it was sort of back and forth and there was, there was just sort of speculation on where it was going to be and there was one of about, oh, there was about three sites that everyone was sort of speculating on. But personally, I, I think the location of the new track will be brilliant. So obviously a little bit, it's a little bit out of town. Albion Park's obviously right smack bang in the middle of the city and um, Norwell's probably more in between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. But, you know, it's still well and truly in a populated area and it's it's not far from a lot of trainers. You, there's sort of a few trainers not not happy about the location because they're a little bit further away. But it's, um, I think, for the majority of it, the population that's sort of around, you know, there's, there's plenty of people, plenty of housing estates that live live nearby. So realistically, it's probably going to get an opportunity to have a better crowd than Albion Park would, even being sort of not in the city. All right, Brendan, um, we know you drive a lot. Um, are you driving anything in the next couple of days that you can tip to our Sky Sport Radio listeners? Because we don't let anybody come on the show without asking them for a winner. To be honest, I've, I've, got, I've got quite a few tomorrow, but I've actually just taken a couple of days away at the Gold Coast. I had a pretty busy schedule. So I did three Tamworth trips in 10 days. So I haven't even gotten around to looking at the fields for the next couple of days. Well, mate, you probably deserve it. And it's not a bad time of year to be on the Gold Coast. Um, we like to ask the younger drivers who we get on the show. And I think you're only 25, Brendan. If yep. you could win any harness race in the world in the next two years, what would it be? Because we always like to know what people dream about winning on those long car trips to Tamworth. What's the race that would mean the most to Brendan Barnes? Uh, I think I think uh, Inner Dominion or America Mile are probably our pinnacles up here. You know, it takes a pretty special horse to do, do something like that. So I think that's probably most people's top of the tree, I'd say. Mate, you're pretty right. Those are the two names that keep coming up on the show when we ask those questions of our young guns. Mate, congratulations. I know Friday night was, was a bit of fun and I'm sure it was satisfying, but on how well your career is going, mate, thank you for taking the time to talk to us and we look forward to seeing you up there in Queensland at some stage if the Americans don't steal you away. Beautiful, thank you. Brendan Barnes, who took out the gold guitar final with Surf Ace, who beat one for the roadie at Tamworth on Friday night, their big race meeting, also took out the consolation with Despondent. So well done to Graham DeWire, who trained both of those. Amanda Turnbull um, also had a feature race winner over the weekend, and Probably not something we see her doing a lot is winning three-year-old features out of Menangle. They're pretty hard to get hold of, but she got hold of one on Saturday night. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Hey, thank you. Talk to us about Tintin Joe. She's your filly who you trained and drove to win the Wraith Memorial, which is a, a very storied race in harness racing in New South Wales. Amanda, she won on Saturday night. She won like a good filly. Yeah, that's it. She's a newcomer um, to the stable and um, had good form in, in Melbourne against some nice ones. And um, yeah, this is a really nice race for her and, and she seems to like the mile racing too. 
it can be hard for those horses who come from Victoria to, to get used to Menangle because it's, it can be very searing. Now, in this race, you've got an easy second quarter, so it, it wasn't something which was going to hurt her, and you came home in 26.6. But is she a filly who's going to have the rough and tumble to stick around Menangle and, and be a classic-type horse there when the racing does get a bit more harder on the lungs? Yeah, that's it. Um, she sort of had a pretty easy trip, but... She she, da- she dashed out really good and seems to have very high speed. Um, she she um, relaxed good the other night, which is good because she can get a little bit hot. So hopefully, um, if her racing letters keep going like they are, she she could mix it with the real good ones. Okay, that raises the question: Can she jump from the mile to the twenty four hundred meters? And are you going to set her for the New South Wales Oaks? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think. Bathurst is probably her biggest target, but um, yeah, she'll probably she'll probably go through that series too. And um, so she she goes pretty good with a sit as well. So um, I think if she relaxes, um, she'll definitely be able to run the trip. Now, Amanda, we know you as a very good trainer, but of course you're even better known as a driver because you've had so much success and set a New South Wales record for wins in a season. Um, how many horses do you have in work? Uh, there's always around 20. Um, I can fit 24, so we always just try and hang around the 20. The best of those horses went to Bathurst, your home track the other night, Bundoran. Um, we didn't see much of him in the Oberon Cup. What actually happened to Bundoran? Because we know he was obviously a very good horse, and he's an inter-dominion horse. What happened on Friday night? Yeah, I think you've just got to forget the run. Um, the start sort of was all over the shop, and I half had to choke him down, I think, just just to get into my spot and um, then they started the race so he'd never really got a breather and and in the end like um, he got pushed wide so he still hit the line pretty good and I, I was happy enough with him but I just think you've got to forget the run and treat it as a trial. You trained a winner there in my Buzz Lightning for a driver whose name we don't see a lot, Miller Yokhana. So tell us about Miller Yokhana. Yeah, it was a so my, my apologies, sorry, sorry. You, you, you drove the horse, sorry, for train at Miller Yokana. I got that the wrong way around. Yeah. And tell us about Miller Yokana. That's a name I haven't seen a lot in the training ranks. No, I'm the same. I, I've seen him around a lot, but um, he's more racing at Penrith, and um, he just found a good race at Bathurst, and the horse went really good, actually. Okay, what about Bundoran heading forward? Um, is he a horse who might return to Melbourne for a race like the Hunter Cup, or did that interrupted race the other night interrupt your preparation um i've had him nominated for meningle saturday so we'll just see how he goes there but probably just um main aim is like the the miracle mole um lead out races and if you can get runs in them but he he does good through those sort of series like he did last year so we might um give melbourne a miss and just stick to meningle for a while it's sales season, Amanda. Are you somebody who gets the sales catalogue out and walks around and likes to look at them and does some window shopping, or are you going to be there putting your hands up, whether it's in Melbourne or in Sydney? No, well, I'm usually there putting my hand up, but I shouldn't be. <laughs> but um, do you have any yeah, do you have any spots that do you have any spots in Melbourne? If you buy a horse, do you buy it for an owner, or do you buy it and then hope to spec it? Because you're very popular in harness racing. So if somebody's listening to the show and they hear that you buy a horse for 30 or 40 at the sales. Do you usually have those pre-sold or are there options there to buy into those horses? Uh, no, there's options to buy in them. We usually, um, Mum and I usually buy them together and um, we're lucky enough that we syndicated a couple out last year. So, um, 
yeah, we mainly just go and can't help ourselves and buy a couple and then sort it out later. I know, I know how it feels, Amanda. It's it's very, very tempting when you like horses going to the sales. You mentioned your mum. Let's talk about your dad. Um, obviously, he brought up an important milestone in his career last year. We see him driving occasionally these days. Have you had a word to him about hanging up the driving the driving gear, or do you think he'll still be going around for a few more years to come? Oh, well, every time we retires or gives up on the driving because we put him on the pretty rough ones, so he doesn't have much joy out there. But um, he always says, "I oh, don't put me on again." But then not long ago, he had a really good night and got some winners, so he's a bit keener again. But he still has to drive all the ring and things, which doesn't help him. No, he's, he told me years ago on the show that you put three or four lengths on the horses, and he might be right. Um, have you got a winner this week? Are you taking horses anywhere this week? I know you've got one at Menangle tomorrow, um, which really interested me. So it's a horse which you haven't seen a lot of. Um, what do you make of your chances with Maxwell Robin tomorrow at Menangle? Um, yeah, he's getting better. He's, um, he's a very hot horse, especially at home where at the races he's been pretty good. So um, I think um, the number two tomorrow will be pretty hard to beat. It looks like a nice Kiwi. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's got the ability, but he's just, just a bit of a handful. Okay, what are your chances of, of driving a winner somewhere else over the next week, Amanda? Because we know you win races every week and we would like to be backing them. I uh, just got Baptist on Friday and then Meningo on Saturday, but those fields aren't out yet, so hard, hard to give you help. Well, good luck with the sales. Um, I know you, maybe it's a good idea to keep your hand down, but I know you're not going to, so anybody out there listening who wants to be part of the Turnbull family legacy, I'm sure there'll be a horse floating around for a share at least at some stage in the next couple of weeks or months. Um, Amanda, well done with your new three-year-old. We look forward to seeing how she progresses through the Oaks and through Bathurst. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how many you take home from the sales. Yeah, thank you. It's Amanda Turnbull, outstanding driver and trainer. And she had her best horse the other night, Bundura, and go around in a race one by Cash and Flow at Bathurst and just didn't get into the race. It was one of those really messy races. Uh, for the punters, so it didn't work out quite the way you would want, but it did for one man, um, Luke McCarthy, who doesn't get to Bathurst that often these days, actually, but he drove um, Cash and Flow to win there, and Cash and Flow's a horse who doesn't get to Bathurst these odd days very often. In fact, it doesn't get anywhere these days very often, apart from Menangle, because he's a real Menangle specialist, but Luke McCarthy, as you join us this morning, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, mate. Uh, Probably looked the right race for Cash and Flow, a sprint trip for the nice horses around Bathurst, and you took them there and got your opportunity. Yeah, good morning, Mick. And um, yeah, it was good to kick him off. You know, he'd, he'd had a spell. He, he went a bit sore in his um, back leg, which he's got the issue where he had the screws in it. So we give him a spell and worked him back up, and it was, it was nice to find, you know, a lead-up run at Bathurst, which was the Oberon Cup, before he had to sort of bounce back into that Menangle racing. Okay, is are the days of lining him up in Miracle Mile preludes over, or do you roll the dice with that one more time? Because we know he's great over a mile at Menangle, but for some reason the Miracle Mile and the lead-up races just seem to take about another two lengths of a step up. Yeah, look, he's done an amazing job since he's been here. He's earned half a million and you know won all them races at Menangle, but he's yeah, he's always probably just that length or two behind the absolute best one. So, look, he'll, he'll line up again at Menangle in a fortnight over a mile and, you know, we'll just sort of race him in what suits, 
around his current form. You mentioned the best ones. One of the best ones is expensive ego. I'll ask you this point blank. Were you surprised he was beaten on Saturday night? Yeah, I was. Um, I probably went too slow the first half, and you know, but you, you can't be disappointed. They've gone forty-nine and three. You got to tip your hat to Pete said, said so. He went amazing. Um, I thought off the fractions I run, though, I didn't have a horse in that race beating him, but it went amazing. And yeah, you know, if, if they went fifty point three, I would have been disappointed. But they've gone forty-nine. Um, I'm sure he'll strip fitter again in a fortnight's time. So, um, yeah, I'm not disappointed with him. Was a little bit surprised he got beat, but we're still looking forward to the Miracle Mile. Okay, that raises the question. He is in the market for the Hunter Cup, and he's actually the equal second or third favourite, depending where you shop. Are you telling me he's not going to the Hunter Cup? Look, we're going to decide that this week. Um, We haven't fully decided yet, so... We're really focused on the Miracle Mile, um, if that helps your thoughts. But um, it's still an option, but we're mainly focused on the Miracle Mile. Is it hard to get horses up for 2760, which which feels like about 3,000 metres around Melton, and then get them back down again for Miracle Mile-type racing? I mean, obviously, King of Swing can do it, but the King was a very, very good horse, maybe a great horse. Is it harder to sort of get them to do those two different things in the same month? I don't think so. Like King, like you said, King done it. And it's more with Digo. He just lacks that bit of gate speed that King had. And then you go to Melbourne and, you know, you run into three or four stable mates that are sort of, you know, in the, t- in the race that probably have gate speed to park him all the time. So he could go all the way to Melbourne, get parked by something and have a gut buster for no result, whereas he stays in Sydney, concentrates on the Miracle Mile. It doesn't matter if he gets parked because he can chair up in 48. So, yeah, we're just not sure. I just do think the Menangle track suits him better. Okay, what about the rest of the team? Like, who would potentially be going to Victoria for the back end of the Carnival, which leads into the Hunter Cup on Saturday week? Uh, Definitely Spirit of St. Louis. We're really happy with how he's come back first up after a little freshen up, and he'll race again Saturday night as his last lead-up before the Hunter Cup. So we're pretty happy with where he's at at the moment. And I don't think Max Shard could be going any better. So if he runs well again on the weekend, we'd look to take them too, dear. Okay. Would you be driving Mark Shard? Because obviously Spirit of St. Louis is usually driven by Jack. What's the situation there? Uh, we'll just wait and see. If Ego races in Sydney that night, I'll stay in Sydney. Um, and we'll just work it out when the field's coming out. Mate, you get to see a lot of these open-class horses. You're a good judge of them, whether it's on television or you're sitting out there yourself. I don't know who the best pacer in Australasia is, and I'm, and I'm taking the three-year-olds out of play. I'm not to- or four-year-olds out. I'm not talking about Leap to Fame or Captain Ravishing because they're not going to be probably in the Miracle Mile, maybe Captain Ravishing, but we're not going to see them a lot in the next six weeks at that highest level. Of the established open-class horses, of the good horses, the expensive egos, copy that, Zach Nows, all those horses, who do you think's the best of them at the moment? Because I would have said rock and roll do, Luke, about three months ago, but he just seems to have lost his way a bit. Well, I think off current form, you've you got to say copy that. You know, like he's won a New Zealand Cup. He's come out and won the Ballarat Cup on Saturday night. He's proven at the top level. You know, he, he's probably the benchmark horse in Australasia right now. Okay, you're talking about Kiwis, because he is obviously a Kiwi horse. You've got a new one turning up tomorrow. Now, 
I know this horse, and I think it's pretty darn good. We just spoke to Amanda Turnbull about Maxwell Robin, and she said she thinks Rock and Roll Hammer's the one to beat tomorrow. What do you make of Rock and Roll Hammer? Because obviously he's bred to be very good. Yeah, he's a lovely colt. He trolled at Meningle last week, went 55, run a good last quarter, and come up with a good gait. And obviously, you know, he's half-brother to King of Swing, so... You know, he feels like a really nice horse. He's lightly raced, and you know, we're sort of hoping he'll develop into a derby horse. Okay, so he's a horse that you guys didn't purchase. I believe he's still owned by Brecken Farms, which is Ken Brecken, who obviously bred King of Swing. So has he actually come across rather than being purchased and bought across? Um, actually, Dom Martello owns him, Mick. He bought him at the yearling sales. I'm not sure why Breckens were down as owners, but Dom okay, actually owns him. They've yeah, still Dom, got him in there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but um, Dom, who owned MacDoro, and we had a lot of success with, and obviously because he's a bro- brother to King of Swing, Dom was really keen to get him to Sydney and have him in the team, and um, yeah, he only had three starts in New Zealand, but they always liked him, he had a little bit of a foot issue, which is good now, so um, yeah, really looking forward to getting him on the track and start racing. Okay. Um, what do you make of tomorrow? Should he be winning a race like that, which which has a nice enough horse in it, and Maxwell Robin, but if he's going to be a derby-type horse, I would, would think he probably wants to win on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh, for sure, and I mean, this horse goes good, so look, they look the top two chances, and you know, I'd expect him to go really well. You're actually driving a couple tomorrow. You actually drove last week. I know these days, some days, you, you tend to outsource some of the driving on a Tuesday, but we've seen you turn up on Tuesdays a couple of times and remind people, everybody, how good you are. You're driving Mr. Ibiza tomorrow, and the last on the card, race seven. I thought this was a nice race for him. Yeah, I expect him to go well, Mick. He, he was first up from a spell last week and ran a good second, so he's going to strip fitter for tomorrow, and yeah, he should be right there in the money. Did you get a chance to see your brother over the uh, over the Christmas break? I know he often comes home from, from North America, or, or both your brothers sometimes come home from North America. Did the McCarthys all get together over summer? And uh, if so, did the boys enjoy themselves? Uh, not this year, Mick. They've, they've been too busy. Um, Andy's kept racing right through winter, and obviously he's got the two boys. They had school. It's different holidays to what we have. Um, so Andy didn't get home this year, but Toddy's, going to duck home for a couple of weeks um he didn't have a christmas but he will he's been too busy getting his pilot license at the moment but it'd be good to catch up with him getting his pilot license i, I take it that's light light aircraft small plane is, is that something which would be related at all to his driving to get easier access to drive from to, to fly to these meetings which happens quite often with the boys up in north america or is this just a fun thing to keep his mind occupied no, he'll have, he'll have his full pilot license in April, um, and he's going to buy a plane. And yeah, because they, they fly to all the different tracks all the time, he'll just he'll fly himself to them. Well, there you go. That's the story of the day. So you, your your brother's got a full <laughs> pilot's license. So so he can he's not just like in a Cessna. He can actually like pilot a plane with other people sitting in it. Yeah, he's going to buy a four seater. It's pretty cool. So yeah. Have you have you ever been in a plane with your brother when he was flying? No, and I, I don't think I will. No, I don't, it doesn't sound like a great idea, but I'm not sure, not sure I'd do it with my brother. I'm not insulting your brother. I'm not sure I'd do it with my brother. But All right, um, Luke, thanks for joining us, mate. I'll take from this conversation we may not see expensive ego in Melbourne because you can't be everywhere, but also take it that we'll be looking at tomorrow for the Australian debut of Rock and Roll Hammer. Thanks for the update, mate. No worries, Nick. See you, mate. Great to talk to, uh, to Luke McCarthy, who's 
probably the least talented person in his family by the sounds of it because his brother's got a pilot's licence coming up. Brendan Barnes is someone we've never spoken to before on Sky Sport Radio. Good to get his thoughts on Queensland harness racing. And Amanda Turnbull, our apologies, we didn't have time to get hold of Cameron Hart. So no update on the major Meister-type horses and those that Cameron's been driving. But you'll hear plenty more about them over coming weeks. Good horses head to Menangle this Saturday night. They also head to Melton as the carnival the year starts. All those odds available for the futures on tab.com.au. Just around the corner, we have a couple of big New Zealand names coming to Sydney. BD Joe and Alter Wise Guy. A new stable, one you wouldn't have heard much about, but actually the premiership winning stable in New Zealand. The Steve Telfer, he trains with his sister Amanda. And now Hayden Cullen has joined him. The Telfer Cullen Stable coming for the Sydney carnival. We'll try and catch up with them next Monday. On, on the pace. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Thank you to our guests. No harness racing on today in New South Wales, but we do have it tonight in the capital of the ACT in Canberra. So Canberra tonight for harness racing. First race there goes at 6.18. If you're having a bet, good luck. Do so responsibly. More on the pace at 10.30 on Wednesday with Brittany Graham.